This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He does bleed purple and gold. Cut him. You'll see her Tyler. Second winning quarterback. Win totals in LSU history here with me. It's counting you down for the final time in the 2017 season. And here on the first day of 2018, LSU football. Tiger Tailgate getting you set for the Irish of Notre Dame who come across the board. Their highest ranking is number 14 in the playoff poll and also the AP, where LSU's highest ranking is number 14 in the coaches poll. A shade afternoon kickoff here on Tiger Radio WWL. LSU certainly had their ups and downs throughout the 2017 season. This play to me, though, Herb, uh, after the win at Florida, this play set the tone for the rest of the way for the LSU Tigers. Shark coming up, now backpedaling, fields it at the 25 near side. Now goes to the far side of the field, has some blockers in front of him. He's to the 40, 45, down the far sideline, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Tigers! Second punt return for touchdown for DJ Chark on the year. No flags on the field, a return of 76 yards. One of the hottest yep. days in LSU history in October, Herb, that, it was 90. The heat index was over 100 that day. But LSU, a 2.30 kickoff, fell behind 20-0 to Auburn, only to come back and dominate that game all the way around from total yard standpoint, yeah. shutting Auburn down. And to me, Herb, that play kind of kick-started LSU, put Troy behind them, they beat Florida on the road, and then you come back and you beat Auburn during the crucial stretch. That was right in the knee, the, the, I guess you'd say the, the starting point of that LSU going six and one in their last seven. Anytime you can get a, a, a punt return or a kickoff return yep. for a touchdown, that's always unexpected. You know what I'm saying? It's not big scripted. big boost emotionally. Yeah, too. it's not scripted in, in the, into the, the the I guess the the grand scheme of things. It's just you know those are those plays are basically for field positioning. You know, trying to position your offense to get in a good position to uh, to be able to score or get close to scoring or whatnot. And not only does it does it do that, but like you said, it definitely boosts the morale of the players and the crowd and everybody else gets into it, especially when you're playing at home. And I'm going to tell you, you're absolutely correct. That was one of the, the biggest plays of the season all yep. year long. Like you said, you put everything behind you, and all you do now is move forward. You were down 20 to nothing or whatever it was at the time, and then you, you, you get that score, and then you come back and you, and you end up beating Auburn, who at the end of the season was in the SEC championship. Right. And at that time, LSU played Auburn was uh, 10th in the nation at that point in time. And that was, of course, Auburn coming off to that stretch after beating uh, previously Mississippi State when State, after beat LSU, lost two games at Georgia and at Auburn. LSU wind up and just goes to show you, it looked like they were going to finish maybe third, fourth. You know, in September, I think after that Troy game, in which it was by fashion the way Troy won that game, they dominated LSU. They were more physical in that contest. They ran the ball. We looked at the rest of the schedule, and we're going, okay, now you're at Florida. You play home against Auburn at Ole Miss, number one Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and a and mm-hmm. There was a feel. There was a feel, no doubt about it, that I don't necessarily say people were going, okay, well, I don't know if LSU's going to win another game. But no one felt confident 
that they could actually point out and say, I know they're going to win that game. That was attitude at the end of September. Right, and then they won one, two, three straight, right? Yes. And then you lose to Alabama, but then turn around and you beat Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas A&M all by double digits. That's right. And that particular deal right there tells you exactly how resilient these kids are and how well of a job that Coach O actually did to turn that season around. Yeah. Not only turn, let's not let's not say turn the season around, but let's say prevent it from going south because yep. that's what it was. It wasn't like they were just constantly losing. They lost that one game to Troy, which was a disappointment because everyone thinks that Troy is you know beneath LSU when it comes to talent-wise and then right. the stature of who they are when they come on the field. But once again, any team can win on any given day. And how do you prevail on that particular day? And what do you do going forward if you are upset like LSU was? As Herb said, LSU 6-1 and one in their last seven games, double-digit victories down the stretch over Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas A&M to close out the 2017 season. And here's one for you, too, as well. 18, that's a number, LSU. Michael Barnett, they do such a great job on giving the notes to people. That is the consecutive seasons in which LSU has won at least eight games 18 years of at least eight wins in a row or more is tied with Oklahoma as the longest current streak among Power 5 schools and ranks as the longest streak of its kind in SEC history. Yep. So that's uh, that's awesome. That's right. And today they're going for 10 wins. Be the first time in three seasons. And Coach O's first four years head coach. That's exactly right. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Dick Bellavere. What about the recruits? The first ever three-day signing period in December. One more signing day. We'll recap that. LSU hit hard and hit well in the JUCO ranks. And what does the Tigers need to close with? And a year from now could be one of the best classes for recruits in the state of Louisiana's history, including the top player in the country and two other, excuse me, four others that are in the top 50. We'll hit on all that. Recruiting so much more. Go behind enemy lines. Getting your set. Two traditional teams. Notre Dame and LSU today. Right here. A noon kickoff on WWF. Happy New Year. A lot happening out there, of course, in case you have not heard. The Saints won the NFC South yesterday. They fell to Tampa, but they still clinched the division by virtue of their sweep over Carolina. They both finished at 11-5, identical records, but the Saints beat Carolina twice. That's why they are hosting the Panthers. A third meeting between those two next Sunday at 3.40 p.m. in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome here on Saints Radio WWL. Other news, Black Monday, Jim Caldwell's been let go in Detroit. We already know about McAdoo with the New York Giants. Also, we know about the coach with the Raiders is no longer. Jack Del Rio is out. They're hot on John Gruden, and we should be hearing some more before Herb and I check out here today at 10 on coaches that will be relieved of their duties. Get the latest on the black and gold, sports, news, weather, and this frigid, frigid weather at WWL. Dot com two six zero one eight seventy LSU. Do you like the way uh, things are playing out? Can LSU handle this Matt Canada situation better? And your thoughts on what you saw this year? If this is Matt Canada's last game, did you see progress? Were you pleased with Matt Canada? And could it be a situation? Look, mm. head coaches are the bottom line. Mm. That's what they are, Herb. They're the ones that yes. you know. They may get a lot of the praise, and they get a, probably a lot too much blame. But it's their show. And some coaches, I don't know if it's a security issue or, or it could be just, hey, if my name is on it, I'm going to have my hand in it. Right. But there are some coaches out there, her, particularly on the pro level, that, okay, that's your offense. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the orchestrator. I'm the head administrator. I kind of make sure this is this, this is that. I'm over everybody. But that's your offense. You coach that. And if it comes down to a situation and I feel like we're going to reverse something or do something different, we will. Right. But prior to this year, 
we saw that that was one of the biggest hangups in the previous administration under yes. Coach Les Miles. Yes. That that being, was he picking the offense that he could control or a coach that he could set up the game plan, picking a Les Miles, because it had his stamp all over it? Or are you going to give a coach, you're going to hire him, let him do his job, and then if you feel like there's some mistakes made, sure, as a head coach, you can get in. But LSU fans knew all too common under Les Miles, meddling with the offense, and they couldn't develop a quarterback. We've got to see what's going to happen now because indications are Canada will be out and uh, they're going to go back to Coach Emsmeyer. Yeah, you know, one of those, you know, it's, 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 it's like the old deal. It, you know, to be a great leader, you have to be able to be a great delegator, right? Yeah, get people um, to follow you. I think so. I think in my mind that um, if I'm the head coach, if I'm a head coach of anything, right, I'm going to always approach it like a Bill Belichick. Because for me, and, and, and you know, um, it, let me say this. And for me, because I, I I put him in regards of all of the greats who's ever coached any sort of sport that there is. Right. right. Um, so I, I like the way that he does it. He controls every situation, but he allows the people who he's put in certain tasks to do their tasks. Mm-hmm. And then to come up with whatever game plans, and then they go – through it or whatever and say, yeah, let's tweak this, let's do this, let's keep this, I like this, right. I don't like that, or whatever, and move forward. Now, with that being said, that's why you see New England up on top all the time. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the sidelines, you never see Bill Belichick telling a, a coordinator, whether it's offensively or defensively, what to do. I mean, there's a reason why you're paying these guys, you know. So, And I, I like the fact that, um, that you brought this up because, for me, I think that this is one of the things that the reasons why you pay – Matt Canada and Dave Aranda, $1.5 million as two of the highest paid coordinators in the country. That's the reason why you do it, because they both can can actually put together game plans and run the offense and the defense and then act as a head coach at some point in time in their career whenever it's time. Speaking of offenses, Notre Dame will go heavily on their run game. And Josh Adams, the junior, uh, started in 2015. He enters today's game with 3,154 yards. He is about uh, 97 yards away from passing Darius Walker, fourth all-time in the rushing list at Notre Dame. And this guy's got a chance to shatter it, Herb, with this game today and yeah. all the next season should yeah. he come back to be the all-time leading rusher in Notre Dame history. So we're seeing uh, one of their better rushers, and we're seeing a massive offensive line. And it goes back to what you said about Coach Aranda. LSU, last year, but the potential – of that team going to a season that thought would make a run at the championship or at least a playoff spot never came true until you really saw them put it together and the most difficult time defending a guy like Lamar Jackson, but LSU shut him down. People are wanting to see can LSU and Dave Miranda do that again today because they have responded well, Herb. This is the team that if they play bad one time, they're not going to play bad again. They're going to come out, and now you're talking about basically a month to prepare I think people are excited to see, can LSU have another dominant defensive effort like they did a year ago against Louisville? So, once again, looking looking back, we've won six out of the last seven. Right. So how much confidence do you think these guys are having going into this particular game? Yeah. And with that being said, you have that month of preparation, and I think Dave Aranda is a guy who I think is, is, is just, you know, he's just confident enough to to go into this game plan knowing that he can blitz these guys from all over the field, cause disruption to, uh, to Winbush, and then to that offensive line that 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 Notre Dame is going to bring in, kind of overwhelm them if you can. So, right. and I think that we can do it. We have all the all the talent in the world to do whatever we want to do. It's just a matter of do we call the right plays at the right time and do the guys execute it? I think they will. Uh, the most impressive part about Josh Adams is what he does, and one key today is. 
Can LSU tackle him? Can they stop him? Josh Adams, this is to me is a sign of, of a great back. Yards per carry, what he has, which is over four yards. Mm-hmm. He's averaging over six, almost seven yards per carry in his career. But Herb, he led the nation this year with backs for at least 115 carries or more with yards after contact. He averaging over five yards after contact. That leads all FBS Division One players. That's going to be key today, Herb. They got to tackle this guy when they first get a hand on him. That that all leads to strength, vision, agility. Um, you know, sheer want to and will to, to play the, the game of football, right. especially at running back, because there's all kind of different ways you can get yards after your, your contact or whatnot. And uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Mm-mm. He's not the smallest guy either, but he has strength and he has vision. He has a great agility. So, and this is something that I look forward to in a running back. As uh, You know, I played with Kevin Falk, Rondell Mealy, Cecil Collins, all these guys, and, and all of those guys had that. And that knack of, of not going down at, at the first, you know, side of contact right. is one of the things that you definitely look for in the running back. You tell us, LSU, are you worried about today uh, against Notre Dame? Are you expecting LSU to come out and play solid like they have? A year ago when the coach owes his first official game as head coach was last year, had the interim tag removed, and he became the head coach in LSU's big bowl win over Louisville. Would they expect to do the same today? Or will LSU not yeah. come out and play their potential? It's our Peretti Mazda opinion poll at WWL.com. And when we return, we'll dig more into LSU's recruiting class for 2018. Much of it's already signed, including the top receiver in the state and one in the nation, and a hit hard and hit well in the JUCO ranks offensive and defensive line. All that forthcoming. Plus, we'll go behind enemy lines and take a look at today's opponent, the 9-3 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But first, we'll pause for news. WWL News Time is straight up 8.30 on this first day of January 2018. And we go to Mr. David Blake for first news. The tradition at OU is uh, something that uh, is special. So uh, a national title is obviously the most important thing, and uh, it would be huge for our fan base. You know, they've been, they've been talking about it. Uh, you know, after our Big 12 game, they kept saying, do more, do more. Baker Mayfield today in the Rose Bowl with a shot at the national championship on the line is the quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. It's a 2-3 matchup, Oklahoma and Georgia, and the 1-4 matchup has Alabama and Clemson. Good morning. Happy New Year. Look, if you're going to hoot with the Owls, you got to soar with the Eagles. The first day of 2018, let's get them up, get you some coffee, get ready. It's game day, a noon kickoff, LSU and Notre Dame. Well, the lifeblood of any program, where you say of the players, pro level, while you draft them, college level, the rich get richer. Unlike in the NFL, the p- people who win, the rich, they sent to the back of the line. In college football, it's a complete opposite. When you win, you get rewarded with the best players. They come to you. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, www.tigerbait.com. Mike, recap LSU's three-day signing period. How do you think they did with the, the, that wave before we get into the final signing day, the first Wednesday of February? Well, Dick, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year, Mike. Yeah, man, I, I – I think the class is, is, is a very good class because we knew going into it what the class of 18 in the state of Louisiana was going to look like. We knew 19 was going to be that one of those bet you know years that you see every five or six years in the state. Um, and based on that, uh, you know, I, I like the receivers. Certainly, Karis Marshall being you know going down on the, the third day, uh, a five-star wide receiver is is the the peak of the class. Um, you know, I, I like Chris Curry, the running back. He's not as highly rated as uh, some of the other running backs uh, that um, 
you're used to seeing at LSU, particularly a guy like him, that you're going to need to come in and play immediately next year. Um, but the, the big group of linemen, the wide receivers, uh, both linemen on each side of the ball, offensive and defensive linemen, um, you know, and, and then from there, you, you, you know, you're going to have the big defensive backs that finish out the class in, in January. Um, you know, we learned that the kicker, even though he's got one year of eligibility, is going to count. Uh, that was a bit of a goof. The, they didn't do their homework on uh, to, to understand the NCAA rule on that. Um, so it's, um, you know, when there's some good football players out there that you, you would like to have in the class, whether it's a Glenn Beal from John Curtis, who, you know, you just wonder if he's not going to be a six foot five, three hundred pound offensive tackle in about eighteen months. Uh, it, you hate to see somebody like that get away. Um, because you gave a kicker a scholarship for one year of eligibility. Um, I guess it'll be worth it if he kicks a game winner against Alabama. <laughs> Mike Scarborough on TigerBay.com with us. Mike, Herb here, man. To, to kind of reiterate on, on, on Terrence, the receiver coming in from Parkway, how, how is he doing? I know he sustained a, a, an injury here uh, his senior year. How is he doing? How is that progressing? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be, you know, where they want him to be come summertime. Um you know, how far along he's at in the rehab, I'm not sure. Um, I know Jamar Chase is already running in the pool, and, of course, he's another of the, the top-flight wide receivers on LSU's board, and it looks like LSU's leading for him, uh, the wide receiver from run. I mean, it was just a crazy year with the number of uh, recruits on LSU's board with injuries. Uh, Marshall, uh, his quarterback, Rodgers, uh, who signed with uh, TCU. Right. Um, uh, Nelson Jenkins, LSU's defensive lineman from Plaquemine. Davin Cotton, the defensive lineman from Evangel, who signed. Um, it was just, uh, and there were some other guys. It's just, it was a crazy year for season-ending injuries for some players. Visiting Mike Scarborough, TigerBay.com. We'll take a break. Come back more with Mike and his take sizing up the LSU first three-day class. Of course, that was the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Then the first Wednesday in February. What LSU needs to close up with. To finish up strong and a remarkable, and uh, could be a record-setting 2019, a year from now, the state of Louisiana is deep and as talented as it has been in quite some time. And we'll get Mike's prediction. LSU and Notre Dame this afternoon. Noon kickoff right here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Black Monday, six now out. The New York Giants. Detroit Lions have let go of Jim Caldwell. Oakland parting ways with Jack Del Rio. Chicago has just released a fired coach John Fox. Indianapolis gets rid of Chuck Pagano. Question marks about Bruce Arians in Arizona. Washington has come out and said they will retain uh, Jay Gruden. Sent no word in Cincinnati yet with Marvin Lewis. Houston with Coach uh, Bill O'Brien, Denver, and Vance Joseph. Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. So the possibility of getting close to double-digit coaches uh, out of jobs is uh, on its way as we are now up to six in the NFL. Visiting with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. LSU and Notre Dame this afternoon. Mike, uh, before we get your thoughts on the game, I know Herb's got a question for you. 2019, possibly the number one player in the country. Uh, you're looking at at least four others in the top 35, 40, 50. How, how deep is 2019? And I'm thinking of the uh, Michael Clayton, uh, Marcus Spears class. Take us through where this class going into 2018's prep season where this class can be where, where it stands right now well i i think the 19 class lsu you know i mean you always have to sprinkle in some out-of-state kids uh to really you know tweak it a little bit yeah um certainly lsu's 
LSU is going to need to find a quarterback out of state. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about Cardell Thomas at Southern Lab, Stingley at Dunham, who I think is out of this world, uh, the, the safety, um, uh, defensive back, he can play corner or safety. You got Trey Palmer, Kentwood, who you're familiar with, Sobsher, the defensive lineman, uh, you know, five star defensive lineman, arguably the number one player in the state. Um, the Thomas Perry kid, Adam Perry's son yeah. at Turlings. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to see when I went to go scout him uh, against Rummel, and I was blown away. Um, you know, legit 6'6, mean streak. Uh, already committed to LSU. He's a big-time offensive lineman. Um, you got the Parker kid at Ruston. We'll see how he is academically, a big tight end offensive lineman uh, uh, possibility that already has an offer from LSU. I like the Rathke kid at, at U-High who doesn't have an offer yet, and we'll see what happens to him. Um, I mean, there's just so many kids out there. Uh, you know, Devonta Lee from Amy. Um Shoot, Emory at Destrahan, uh, Davis at Southern Lab already committed at running back. Uh, you know, the two you got two great running backs in the state of Louisiana where you've gone several years uh, where you didn't have that big-time regional or national running back. You've got two, Emory at Destrahan, Davis at Southern Lab. And then you got Noah Kane, who's originally from Louisiana at IMG. Um, uh, and, and LSU's in great shape with him, and he's a 5-foot, you know, 11, 205-pounder. So, uh, LSU is about to load up at running back for 19. No, Mike, I, look, I agree 100% with you on, on Thomas Perry. Look, I, I'm a little biased with that because his dad, Adam, blocked for That's me right. back in the day. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and Herb, I, I took a picture of the two of them side by side. Thomas yeah. can eat a bowl of soup off his daddy. I, I, I was about to say because <laughs> Adam was about maybe, let's call it 6'2 at the very most, and um, but still had a mean streak and could push anybody around. And then also Derek Stingley. Junior, I like that kid too. I think he's lights out now. I'm actually a two-fold question here. Um, and everybody that you've named for 2019, um, um, to go back to, to, to the 2018 year, Patrick Sertain Jr., what are we looking at with him? Now, He, I played with his dad at Edna Carr, and his dad and I are, are really great friends, and uh, he's some guy that I've always looked up to, being that he was a year ahead of me. I really like his son. I think his son is probably the top cornerback in the country right now. And then also, I haven't heard you list – any quarterbacks in that 2019 uh, 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 recruiting class? Because yep. I think we're going to be looking to get at least one or two out of that class. Yeah, no, uh, Devin Bush, uh, he's another one. I mean, it's just uh, you got the Kimbrough kid at, 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 at uh, Warren Easton. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, between Stingley, Bush, and Palmer, and Palmer, of course, is an athlete and, and is a wide receiver as well. Um, I mean <laughs> – it's going to be a crazy year. And like I was saying throughout the season, you know, if you combine the 19 and 18 years to put together a top 10 or top 12, uh, the 19 kids would have pushed a lot of the 18 kids out. Hmm. Um, it's just that special of a year. And uh, you brought up Stingley again. And to me, he, he just blows me away. I, I, to me, he's got an argument for being the top player in the state. Mike Scarborough, TigerBay.com. Mike, how can everybody get the recruiting information and your full game day breakdown? Yeah, go to TigerBay.com. Brian Lazar has got a big uh, notebook. It's a freebie. Um, he's got uh, everything you need notes-wise, stats-wise, leading into the uh, Citrus Bowl, as well as his game prediction. And I think he and I are pretty close on our score, uh, what we think of an LSU win. And, Mike, uh, give us your prediction, LSU and Notre Dame. 
Yeah, Brian's got a 27-23, and I'm going uh, 27-17 LSU. Mike Scarborough going with the I, I think LSU's defense is just, um, yeah, you know, we saw what happens when they're missing players for a bowl game last year. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a, Dave Aranda is the difference, and I, 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 I just don't, uh, I know they've got the offensive line, but I, I think LSU's going to take care of business. And um, I don't know if any of the distractions of Matt Canada is going to play into it today. Um, but uh, I, I think LSU wins this one by 10. Hey, Mike, finally, before we you, what, what's the vibe? What are the fans saying about all this Canada situation? Well, you know, and that, that's, that's what's bad. You know, between the, the, the early signing period, all the Matt Canada talk, you know, it's just, I mean, even the most hardcore football people I know leading into this game couldn't name you three or four Notre Dame starters. Um, that's how much they were paying attention to this bowl game. Um, so, you know, I don't know if we're going to find out Canada's you know they're going to make a statement late today or tomorrow, and then we're going to start, you know, finding out who what these the true offensive coordinator situation is going to be for next year. But um, you know, it's kind of got to be a distraction. But it, and it's, it's it's certainly been the buzz, uh, you know, all over the place. Our boards, talk radio, uh, it, it's all fans want to talk about. Mike Garborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, thank you so much. We'll talk after the game this evening. Will do. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Mike. LSU and Happy Notre New Dame. Year. I'm sitting across one of the great ones, Herb Tyler. And we're breaking down LSU and Notre Dame right here on the home of the Tigers. This is WWL. And welcome back. Happy New Year. A lot going on in the world of sports. Of course, yesterday, the black and gold win the NFC South back in the postseason for the first time since January of 2014. The Saints will entertain Carolina next Sunday, January 7th at 3.40 p.m. in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Of course, Black Monday in the National Football League. So far, we know that these places are open. The New York Giants, Detroit Lions have parted ways with Jim Caldwell. Oakland lets Jack Del Rio go. Chicago has just fired John Fox. Indianapolis with Chuck Pagano. Some coming in question. Washington says they are going to keep Coach Jay Gruden. So scratch him off the list. Hugh Jackson said to be he's going to be retained in Cleveland. What about Vance Joseph in Denver? Uh, the New York Jets. Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. And you know what's a trip? Whoever would have thought that when a coach at the end of the 16th season says, if I go 1-15 next year, I'm going to jump in Lake Erie. And the reason why he ain't jumping in Lake Erie is because he didn't even get to one win. Right. They lost all 16 games. Hugh Jackson. But all, all indication is they might wind up keeping him. That's what it says. He's one of the coaches that's on the safe list. So yeah. we'll see. We shall see. 0-16, oh, the second team in NFL history to accomplish that feat in the first since 08 when the Detroit Lions did it. He's Herb Tyler on Deke Bellavia. A lot more to get to. We go behind enemy lines and find out more about Notre Dame. And we get Herb's breakdown in his prediction. LSU and the Iris. Hit us up, 260-1870. Text Herb at 870-870. Go Tigers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.